back to the Overchurch podcast for people who love Christ but are struggling with Christians. I'm Delicia. I'm Justin. I don't think I don't think we introduced ourselves in season episode <laughs> we probably one. Didn't. We, we were, were just, so excited. We were so excited just to get back in season two. It's all good. It's, it the- could be. They could read it in the caption or something. Yeah. So what's new? We're starting a new year, starting a new season. Yep. What's new? You got something on your teeth. Oh. Don't say that. That's the trigger. I got self-conscious. I got braces the end of last year. Yeah. So. How's that going for you? It hurts, but in the long run, I'm going to be like the black George Clooney. I'm going to get older and younger at the same time. I'm going to prime up. You will. You're welcome. Yeah. My my latter years will be better than my former years. I mean, you're welcome because, I mean, Hispanics just get finer in age, like. That's just yeah, but black don't crack. Oh, and I'm, my grill's <laughs> getting fixed. I just, I just think you're gonna have to. Hey, remember who started with you from I'm, the bottom? I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're gonna have to, I'm just saying. Anyways, we can't. We're not doing no body makeovers and surgery. But I'm just for you. I just, <laughs> I just want you to know, my prime, my forties, yep. fifties. You gonna be it, babe? Bro, it's scary. <laughs> I can't travel nowhere alone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, one day. But anyway, right now I gotta <laughs> suffer and look fourteen. I'm enjoying it because then I'm just gonna look even better next to you. You're gonna look like <laughs> a groomer. You're gonna look like you're with a child right now. Like you look, you, you look, I look like even a, older. Yeah, I feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my husband. Like, how old is he? <laughs> and you're three days older than me. Okay. So. Anyway, cougar. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> is it Puma or cougar? Anyways. I'm excited for this episode. Yes, I'm excited. First of all, I'm excited just for the podcast. Do you know, after we did season one, people which, literally, what? Which we didn't even know how season one was going to go. Yeah. We like, just, we were just like, yeah. let's try We it. just knew we couldn't do another leadership podcast. Everybody has a leadership podcast. We didn't want to do one just on relationships. Yep. So we did Overchurched. Overchurched. Which was really the reason we started a church. Yep. And then what was crazy is that people started listening to the podcast. And then end up coming back to church. And like, have visited us. Visited and then really plugged in. Like we got people that are members of the church because they started off on the Overchurched podcast. Yes. So that's crazy. Shout out Overchurched. Yes. Didn't even know we were using it to, you went from <laughs> Overchurched to back in church. They're like, look at God. They're in Chandler, Arizona. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm there. I'm going to go. So but, thank you to everybody who listens, who is a part of this with us and shares this. This means a lot. Honestly, it means a lot. And if we can get somebody who's been over church to once again fall in love with God's bride, the church, we would that's the win. That's the goal. That is. That's the reason. That's it. So season two though, I'm excited. Last week we got to bring out the homie Jeff Osborne. Yep. And just drop all sorts of we all said it was like a therapy session. It was. We just so people are welcome. We should. We and should that was a start very charging. long episode, so we're just like letting people know, like that was just an extra. Look at, look at. I think it was a good <laughs> thing to where you know they could adjust expectations. Because you don't know it could oh, be okay. thirty minutes, it could be three hours. Just get you some coffee. Overchurched mug. <laughs> I love our mugs. See where it goes. But today we have a, a clear topic. Because we were talking about this in bed the other night. Yeah. And we were we were just talking about like this obsession in culture, but specifically in Christianity culture, like yeah. church culture. This obsession with 
authenticity and vulnerability. <laughs> what and we is were, that? Yeah, that's what we were saying. We were, we were just like laughing, like if everyone's authentic, no one is. Like no. they're like, come on, no. we know people. No, At, like it's crazy. I think I think Christians, I think it's humanity. All all human beings. We we just we're designed and wired to worship something. So ideally we worship God. Yeah. But if we don't put God in the place he deserves, yeah, we'll find something else to worship. Yeah. And then 100%. even on that, we'll do everything. Oh, it's for God. But we have like these subcategories, these little baby idols that, yeah. you know, and what I've seen in my lifetime is first there was this obsession or this idolization in Christianity with, um, purity. Yeah. So it's like, stay away from, don't hold hands. Don't dance to secular music. Don't, <laughs> Don't be alone with yeah. the opposite sex, like this whole idolization of purity. Yeah. Which then just turned people into just being secret. Yeah. Like, it's I still, just yeah. To follow the rules that you were told, but that's not, it would just, there was no understanding. Yeah. There was no heart to yeah. like, it was just don't do it. Just don't do it. And there was no, there was no redirection, you know? Yeah. It's like, just don't do that. Stay away from that. Stay away from that. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then you find out teenagers are still having sex. People are still, they're just getting, they're just more ashamed to it once yeah. I do it. Cause now I know I wasn't supposed to do it. So yeah. now when I'm pregnant, I feel like this terrible human being instead of being able to like, well, God, allow, I mean, he gave me, I mean, it wasn't God's will that I have sex, but he's the one who allowed me to have a child, like the yeah. child, you know? So anyway, first there was the purity culture, which was the idolization. And then I might be skipping some in the middle, but the last thing I remember that was forever mm -hmm. was the leadership. Mm -hmm. idolization everything's about leadership and got to be a better leader and you got to lead and lead and everybody's a leadership expert yeah and then you find out that they can't even lead themselves they just no. have all these theories or whatever theories yeah. yes and i think that i think this all spiraled because what we the question we get asked a lot is and i don't i don't think that um there's any formula. Like, I don't think there's any formula. One, I really think it's where we've come from. Mm -hmm. So I think for your background, where we came from was the Bay Area. If you didn't know, if you haven't listened and you don't catch on to our lingo, <laughs> you'll catch on pretty fast. That um, And I had somebody tell me that who, who has listened to the podcast and met us. They're like, I knew you were from the Bay. I knew it. Like, as soon as you were talking, I knew it. And it was like, yeah. So... In the Bay Area and being in a city, coming up and growing up in a city life and fast paced and everything else, it's like, I, I don't know, it was something about then growing up, it was like, you need to be the real you. Like, nobody wants to fake or funk with anybody who is like fake and not the real them. And it was very just a much of a culture growing up in. So then when we get into full time ministry and we're dealing with people, we're like, what, what is going on? Where, when did this become a thing? Why, hold on, they, they smile at me and they act like they like me, but then somebody just told me they were just talking all this smack about you me. You knew in high school who didn't like you because they were like, I don't mess with who you at all. Who like, didn't they like you they, in Everybody high school, knew. Like, you oh, made yeah. sure yeah. they knew who yeah. didn't like you. Like that was not a thing. Yeah, yeah. But then when we came here to be youth pastors, I remember kids, they were like, oh yeah, we got in a fight and everything. I'm like, Oh, oh so they're fighting in Scottsdale? Fighting? What happened? And they're like, no, 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 no. On social like media. Like on Snapchat. Like we're just like. <laughs> and I'll be like, what? What are you talking about? You need to get punched, bro. You just need to get knocked out one good time. <laughs> oh, man. But 
the 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 thing that we get asked though is like how are you guys um leading this way how you guys how are you guys like like getting people that are like that and then how are you actually leading in this way and i would say for those who are leading in the way of what leading in the way of being honest being authentic okay. using that word right mm -hmm. using that sorry yeah like using that word authentic I just think that it's been misused and what people see it as depending mm -hmm. on your background, depending how you're raised, depending on the fact of, do you even know yourself really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be able to be authentic? Mm -hmm. I think that's where it goes down to. And why we want to talk about this was because I think a lot of us kind of get over church because we get these on unauthentic people mm -hmm. in our lives mm -hmm. that are claiming to mm -hmm. be authentic, mm -hmm. but they're not. Yeah. So it's this, it's this battle because mm -hmm. you're like, well, how do you deal with that? Yeah. How do you deal with those people? And whatever? then they'll say, so, I don't go to church because everybody's fake. Everybody's fake. I can't stand. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody around is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at, at some point, everybody is fake in a certain. Yeah. To a certain, in certain areas. Yeah. Because they're, you're trying to find who you are. Yeah. And you're also scared of rejection. This kind of goes back to what we talked about yesterday. Like there's this people pleasing thing. So sometimes we put on a persona. Yeah. But my problem with the church world is one, it's, it's a repellent to people to want to be a part of churches or Christianity because they're so aware of like the inauthenticity. Yeah. But then you have what I call the Christian piranhas or the culture vultures. What are those? The culture vultures are the ones... <laughs> Who are like culture, yeah, culture. or plants, man. The ones who like they see a trend and they're like, oh, well, we need to jump on that. So, so first it was purity, then it was leadership, right? And now I think it's this culture of we got to be authentic and vulnerable. Yeah. And now you just see all it's all it's all grown men just crying every five minutes about <laughs> stuff, and I got to be in touch with my feelings. And everybody has a therapist, and everybody's in therapy, and everybody's in touch with their feelings. And I'm like. Which I like. I, I do. Like yeah, I got a therapist. You, I know. Yeah, you make sure. Yeah. I like. <laughs> but we also, I think the problem yeah. is we live in a culture where so much of it is fabricated. Instagram yeah. is filtered. Mm -hmm. Not even just what you post or how you post something, but even what you post. Like you'll post the highlights. You'll post the best parts of things. You'll post a vacation and make it seem like everything was great. And it's like, y'all hate each other. Everybody on that trip was <laughs> mad by the time they like, you know what I'm saying? But They're, even we're at an all time rate of plastic surgery. Bro, I didn't want to be the one to say it. You said it, but I mean, I'm a woman. I'll say it, bro. Women like, I want to be so real. It ain't just women though. That's true. But I'm going to start off with the women. Men are getting just uh, as I'm just, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah but, you hey, don't want to hey, believe that. We're trying to keep up with the women. Nah, don't, you gotta, don't, don't come at the women. You're 40 years old with a 2024 body. These men are wearing fake hair, fake hairlines. Bro, like, extensions. Oh. Now, I'm not, I'm not, who am I to say, hey, if you know, if you couldn't handle the ugly stage of getting the dreads and you had to throw hey, in the extensions. If you had to do you, Do you. Boo -boo. You can afford it. You do you. You do you. But we got to, I hate the whole like, boobs is new, booty's new. And then working out all the, like, bro, come on, like, <laughs> come on. That's not fair. That's, that's not, cause that's not fair to people who are authentically sweating it out, working hard, doing all these things. It is. And they're feeling like the need to compete with someone who had the means to accelerate the process. And I'm again, I'm not knocking anybody's process. I'm just knocking the fact that we're pretending like. Don't pretend to and, be authentic about something that you're not. And, and, and just 
but yeah, again, because it's like, why can't you just up. own it? Like, hey, I had a great doctor. I could afford it. I was like, why? Like, if, if or the fact I got the money, exactly. Like, hey, I got the money. Then help us. Out. Like, where do we need to go? Who's the best? Doctor? You know, Shoot, if I had the money, hey, see, that's why God doesn't bless you. <laughs> if I I'm the just money, kidding. I ain't I'm just even kidding. knocking nobody. But but my point with that is like, we 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 condition ourselves. This is what I this is why I think it's the lie of authenticity. Yeah. Because rather than just embracing mm-hmm. and owning to, hey, I didn't like this. I made an adjustment, whatever. And I'm not even talking about plastic surgery. Like, I don't care about plastic surgery. Yeah. I care about the fact that that's actually a mindset in every, we're all under the knife of plastic surgery, pretending that wow. we were born wow. this way. And it's wow. not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And whatever aspect it was. And so what I get upset about is we have leaders who are, projecting this vulnerability and this authenticity and the the fact of the matter is that's not who you are when the cameras are off or when there's no microphone in your hand but you're projecting an unrealistic lifestyle and expectation that now other people are dying and killing themselves trying to reach when that's not even real because through your actions whether they're verbal or nonverbal you're showing people that's authentic yeah and you're leading no, no, them. You're, you're, yeah, you're making people believe it's believe authentic. Believe yeah. that that's authentic. And I remember when we met an amazing pastor one time, Banning, Banning Leapshire. Banning Leapshire. Shout out Jesus Culture. Jesus Culture. Amazing. So authentic. Genuine. Genuine people. There's not a person I met through Jesus Culture that was not that way. Mm-hmm. And all from his leadership. Yeah. It just from his leadership. And I'll never forget, that's where we got the whole thing about praying to, before we preach, is just praying to be a son or a daughter mm-hmm. instead of a pastor. So, cause you don't want to find your identity and who you're projecting or you feeling. Like you, you need to yeah. Be. Who yeah. you, who you're projecting to be. Yeah. And I think that, um, a lot for, to all the leaders listening and whether you're some type of CEO or that you're a pastor in the church. Like I, I just, I think that's important for you to be praying is that, Help me to be the daughter and son before the position or yeah. title, because then it becomes you're trying to fit that identity and it's unauthentic. Yeah. And so I believe that we're getting frustrated with people in our church world because there's leaders that we even meet and they're like, oh, I just like I love people and I just love like like what we do and da da da. But like when you're in their home. And they're and you're in. They don't host people. They don't they host don't, people. They're, they're, they don't got friends. Yeah. They literally don't got friends. And it's like, how do you love people how so much? Wanna, yeah. When you you don't even have anybody that you actually do life with. How do you love people That's so much authentic. when you don't pick up the phone call to go to the hospital and visit them? How do you how do you love people? You love what people can do for you. And that's on unauthentic. We we had a conversation with some friends recently. Yep. We were talking about um, the 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 danger of becoming someone. We were talking about like we talked about a lot, but the main thing that stuck out to me that I think is relevant in this conversation, we were talking about the danger of doing something that is a service to people, but you don't actually love the people you're servicing. Yeah, and then it ends up becoming a service to you, and that and that's not just in religious spheres. Like you can start mm-hmm. a nonprofit, you can start an organization that's all about helping people, but you don't really like people. Mm-hmm. You like the fact that oh, well, if I start this and I get enough, 
then I'll get this grant and then I'll get this. I'll qualify for this and then we can start making crazy money. So, so you're using people. You yeah. love money. Yeah. And you like using people to make more money. Yeah. So I think what I wanted to, this conversation to be about is because I think the danger of that is if we're not, especially as leaders, if we're not authentic with people, we will authentically hurt people. A hundred percent. And, you need and to the be hurt will be real. Authentically figuring out who you are with God. Yeah. You need to figure that out because of the fact that if you don't understand yourself and who God's created you to be, yeah, then you're trying to perpetrate to people. Yeah. And then they, they see that. They smell that eventually, but sometimes they're getting, sometimes they don't. That's another thing. I, I, I'm, I have a struggle with that. Yeah. I don't believe, I honestly believe the majority of people, I don't want to get through a percentage. I'm going to just say the majority. I want to say the majority of people, because they're trusting and they want to believe the best, it makes them oblivious to when they're being lied to. Yeah. Yeah. Or something doesn't match up. Yeah. Like, like they don't do enough of like everyone says, like, like I saw oh, talked about this generation can tell the real from the fake. No, they can't. They've yeah. been raised in fake. Think yeah. about the next generation. They've been raised growing up on reality TV shows, which were scripted, mm-hmm. listening to artists who were lying about every, like, come on. I love Drake. Drake's yeah. dope. Yeah. Drake's a pathological liar. He fakes <laughs> accents. He's an actor. Yeah. He, he, you know, he, he raps about a lifestyle he ain't living, Yeah. but he, hey, he paints a pretty picture. I, I can reconcile that Drake is fraudulent in a lot of areas because yeah. he paints a pretty picture. I'm like, Hey, I'm here for the picture. Yeah. I don't care the fact that the artist yeah. plagiarized and is getting, having ghostwriters. I'm just here for the picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I can separate the two. A lot of people don't separate the two. They're like, well, no, they said that. And, and it's like, bruh, they are, they're just painting a picture. They yeah. are not the artist. Yeah, they're the AI made that like I remember they're seeing, recycling quotes they've heard. No, no, that's so good, because I think that if you think about that, if you ever had a boss that tells you like, oh, I love I love you and I, I care for you. Oh, yes, I yes, care yes. for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then if something's going on in your life that is unpredictable, unmanageable, like and you're, you're struggling, like maybe the, the fact that you your spouse ended up in the hospital mm-hmm. or whatever, but yet. Now they have to be exactly what they said they are to you to the fact of the matter is how they said that they love you. Your family comes first, everything else. But the moment that you stopped producing, producing or that you can't be there or whatever, are they actually there for you Mm -hmm. in that way? That's you just reminded me. That's actually the point. The other point I meant to make when you're talking about, we said the church messes up so much because Mm -hmm. every church says you're part of our family. Mm. We and talked about we this. Talked about We've this. talked about but this. But family is a scary word to say. Like yeah. that's not authentic. You know what I'm saying? In a lot of care in a lot of cases. Which is so sad because it's like, I love that word. I love I that too. word. Because I, I literally look at that word like a family is dysfunctional. A family is not perfect. Mm-hmm. A family though is saying that we have the same vision. Mm-hmm. And we are we all know at the end of the day though, that the love that brings us together is is not is totally worth it. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's nothing that goes that's unbreakable to that, but that's the love that's of Christ. Family. Yeah. That's the love of Christ. Yeah. And that's who Jesus is. Right. But I also know that people have had, it, it depends on your background. Like their family's probably their worst enemies. That's scary. Yeah. And I so scary. I get it. I get it. So that's where it's like leaders. Yes. Like even us, like as a new church, it's like, sometimes we say fam, family, like, and it's just so, 
it's because I'm really trying to fight for this word back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just make feeling... families great again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. He didn't just do that. <laughs> but I think that the fact that it's, it's important. Yeah. I think it's important because I think that the fact that it's for relationships yeah. and maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Like maybe mm. that's the word. We're really authentic fighting authentic relationship. Authentic relationship is what makes a family. Is what makes the a fact family. I can be with me, I can be imperfect, and you still love me. But you tell me the truth. That's actually what I wrote about when it. I think vulner, vulnerability is not crying or just being in tune with your emotions. Yeah, it's allowing yourself to be potentially hurt by opening up to truth and the consequences. Yeah, like that's real vulnerability is allowing you enough, allowing you close enough to where you can yeah. hurt me with this. But most leaders are not vulnerable. And that's a hard place to be. That's a hard place to be. It's not an easy thing to be at that point because we've been hurt in that way. Yeah. Right? Like we we came out. I shouldn't say most. Many. Many leaders. We came out super vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Super honest Mm -hmm. and like authentic what we would say. Right? Like just this is who we are. This is what we're doing life with. And then our, our second transition it was one of the hardest ones. It was. I mean, you went to taking a whole sabbatical because mm-hmm. of the fact that you felt completely lost by new, like so many different things. Yeah. Because you felt like I shared exactly who I was. Yeah. Like you're one of the closest people who said he was there for you, mm-hmm. who was your best friend, who mm-hmm. was like everything like literally backstabbed you. Okay. Let's not get me triggered. Yeah. Like, but you know two. what I'm saying? I'm good. Do you know what I'm saying? No, 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 like, I do. I do. I do. Like talk through something like that of like the effect of but then still expected you sorry still expected you to be in this place of like even though he was that Mm -hmm. and then betrayal Mm -hmm. and then but still wants to pick up where it was left off like but so then okay so yes i was vulnerable i got hurt then i messed up because then i tried to tell myself i was okay yeah and i tried to keep going through the motions of yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, it's all good. We'll meet here. We'll do this. And instead of being authentic. Authentic. Of. No, you hurt me. Bro, that like. You I, hurt Like, me. yeah. And you don't owe me anything. I just want you to know like things are not the same. Because now I see what it is. Like I can accept it for what it is. Yeah. But okay, that's my point. Like vulnerability and authenticity have to go hand in hand for you to be healthy. Because the 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 people pleasing in me and the. No, I'm good. I'm a leader. I can't be letting, you know, I'm, I, I'm better. I can, I'm good. Yeah. That caused me to live a lie for a season of yeah. I'm telling myself and others that I'm good when I'm actually not. Yeah. Because I refuse to have an authentic conversation of the fact that, no, you really hurt me. Because what man wants to tell another man, you, you hurt me. And I, no, 100%. And I think that what we have seen, though, and what we've all been taught, even the, the all the pastors, our church planners mm-hmm. now coming up at our age mm-hmm. and everything else. It's like we've been raised up and now in ministry for quite some time mm-hmm. now. What we had saw was that the main leaders would not just say they were hurt. Yeah, you got to be strong. They would just be passive don't aggressive. Let, don't let other people see you bleed. They would, yeah. From your scars, not like, your wounds or whatever. That's why I don't keep people around. Like Keep close, people at a distance. Keep them at a distance yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything else. But and that's not the person I want to be. No. And that's what you fight as a leader. And so we're saying that, that if you're listening here, it's like we're asking you to figure out with God, how can you be authentic and also vulnerable 
and what you've been through, what has happened to you and who you are, Mm. because you're actually robbing other people of knowing that real you Mm. of knowing who you really are and how, and imagine if you were to be authentic and vulnerable at the same time and for people that they could, what could help, how you can change their life in that way. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? How you could change your own life. Forget everybody else. Yeah. And I don't mean like literally, but I'm just saying like, if you were to even prioritize, I need this for me. Kind of like what we talked about last week, the prison breaking thing. Yeah. Like I have to be I have to be vulnerable and authentic about mm-hmm. how, and I can't control the responses. No. Like me being vulnerable is not to get sympathy or empathy. It's just to be transparent yeah. and, uh, and it's healthy. But then the, I think the authenticity, the authenticity part is, being authentic is not knowing what to say or what to post or how I should respond, which if was so good. What Jeff about, talked about last yeah, week, like you, should. Yeah. If you think what everybody else expects, or, expects yeah. or you're pre screening mm-hmm. before, like that's not, yeah. it's not authentic. Here's the thing I think is important. And this is what, and I think this is what actually helps people truly be authentic because yeah. I, I don't believe, like I said, vulnerable, being vulnerable is not just, I know how to cry on the spot. Like that's not real. Some people are actors. Like some people can cry immediately and it's manipulative and it's to make people think they're, you know what I mean? Like that's not true vulnerability. Yeah. Authenticity is not just saying things that no one else says. Sometimes people are just self-aware and they're like, yeah, that probably shouldn't be stated. That won't be received well. But people are just loud about things. They're like, oh, they're authentic. No, they're smart. Yeah. They know that if they say it louder, you know, they'll get followers. But here's what I think is important. I think that there's often a disconnect between who people want to be and who they really are. Yeah. And so they, the, they believe the lie that they're authentic because they see themselves based on who they want to be, or who they aspire yeah. to be. And there's a disconnect with being aware of who they really are. And yeah. I think a good example, which is why I think you need to be vulnerable because you need people that can hold you accountable to who you, what you're saying compared to what you're doing and living. 100%. And I, get, I think an example is one time, we were with some leaders and I made this statement of, Hey, I'm done doing X, Y, Z. Like I don't want to have to tiptoe around feelings and emotions. And like, I'm just about to like, I want to just be upfront and say things. Right. And I'm saying all these things about how, you know, this is what I'm going into. If you're not on this energy, get off the ship. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were going home and you're like, Hey, you realize you don't actually live that way. You tiptoe around a lot of how to say things. You overthink how to, well, how are they going to receive? Like, that's not actually what you do consistently. And at first I was like, you're trying to call me fake. But I realized you were just saying like, no, there's a disconnect between what you've been doing and then what you're saying. Yeah. You need to kind of revert. You need to start. Oh, if that's really who you want to be, then I, you start. We talked about how to, to actually. Inventory. Yeah, exactly. Is that what I'm really doing? Exactly. Now? And I real and that. So you can't say you love people. When you don't do life with people. Exactly. Or you can't say you're real when you don't have hard conversations. Or you don't share anything. Yeah. Like you literally don't. Share. I think the most, um, the, the one comment that I got from a friend recently was that um, she was saying like, you just act like everything's perfect. You act like nothing is going on with you or anything. And I just remember being like, what? Like, that's not. Why, why would you say that? Why? Yeah. And, and I realized in that moment was like, one, it was a, it was a friendship thing. It's like when you're having friendships and relationships, you have to be able to ask your friends, 
How am I as a friend? Yes. What is your perception as me as a friend? Perception is really reality and a lot of, in a lot. And from that, if, if people are close with you, if people are close with you and you're, and you're asking people who, you know, yeah. love you, want to see you do better. Yeah. Right. And then also in the fact of like, I, for me, it was like, well, I don't know. Every time I got with you, I just felt like we were always talking about you. So mm. I was just trying to be a good friend to you, mm. but I didn't realize I was not being a good friend because I wasn't sharing yeah. about my life. Yeah. And then in that moment, it was like, instead of me getting defensive about it, yeah. I had to humble myself yeah. and realize like, oh, I'm not, I wasn't being what she perceived as authentic. Yeah. Like I wasn't being vulnerable with yeah. her about what, even though so much was going on yeah. in my life yeah. to share. And, and then me being honest and hearing her out was hard, yeah. but then it was like a check. It was like, oh shoot. Like I, I do need to be intentional with kind of being able to interrupt the conversation or not try to go so on pastor mode all the time of like, what do you need for me? Yeah. But also people actually want to know what I'm going through yeah. too. And they want to, they want to know that. And that's a risk, right? That's, that's a risk. Part. That's a vulnerable part. And some people have asked me that too, of like, well, how, how do you, how do you deal with like people not being real with you? I can't control that. Yeah. And that's not for me to control. Yeah. It's only my. What did Jeff say last week? I, I'm not responsible for your response. Yeah. I, you're not responsible for their response. Yeah. It's only your response that you are responsible for. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to continue to be me. Yeah. And grow in that. And for anybody listening, I want to say that, that the fact that if you're inspiring to be that, you have to take inventory and ask the people closest to you. Maybe that's just a spouse. Yeah. Maybe that's your kids. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Or, yeah. Like, or have you not allowed people into that? That's another inventory. That's Do another. I even have people that can tell me when I'm not being vulnerable? Yeah. When I'm not? When there's a disconnect of, and it's not a bad. Like I don't think I'm a bad person for no. saying this is who I want to be. I'm just jacked up when I don't realize that there's a, like it's okay to want to be someone. Yeah. I just need to be aware of where I'm not, who I'm not yet. So yeah. that you can be like, hey, you said you were going to avoid tip. So now when we have meetings or confrontations, it's like, hey, you're going to be direct with them. Yeah. Like we sometimes will have the thing. We have make to sure you say yeah. clearly X, Y and Z and don't preface it. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't. Hey, I'm still proud of you. Yeah. Also, though, it's like, hey, you dropped the ball. Yeah. Like unapologetically. I don't need to like I need. Yeah. And, and that's the challenge that that's my evolution in becoming more authentic of the leader I want to be. Yeah is having accountability of, hey, that means you're going to do X, Y, and Z because that's what you said you want to be. Not because uh, yeah. I love you for who you are. I'm fine if you're going to be this nice, cuddly pastor who just doesn't say anything. That, I'm, if that's who you are, that's who you are. But if you're saying that you're going to be someone else, then I'm going to hold you accountable to who you're yeah. saying. And that's what we need. We, we, we do need people in the church. Stop blaming the church for being unauthentic. Yeah. The people in the church are unauthentic yeah. and that includes you too. Yeah. So you have to be that change yeah. to doing that as well. You set that culture. Yeah. You set that tone. Be authentic and people will be that too. They'll be like, dang. You like, create a safe space. For you create yeah. a safe space for them. And that is what people have asked us. Yeah. People have, that's the only thing we can tell people is like, we will just continue to challenge each other, continue to work on each other. And like on ourselves in that way. And I, I appreciate having you as my husband and my 
You're welcome. My, and my I'm only partner getting better. in crime. I'm going to get better. You are. You're getting years. only better. And just allowing God to correct us, allowing each other to correct one another. And I mean, we've been at it. Like we, when sometimes we had to correct each other, it's like that hurt. Mm-hmm. That was, that was sucky. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like, but it, but he loves me and he wants me to get better. But it also, I think the cult, you create the culture, right? Yeah. Culture is not what you want it to be. It's what you allow. Yeah. Right. And so I think the cool thing we've seen is like within our, within our core team, within our staff, like, yeah. like I got a text message. I'm going to put him on blast. I got a text message from our executive director this weekend. I don't know when you guys watch this, but at this time it was this weekend. And he literally texts me, you're making it really hard for me to do my job. Yeah. Now, as a pastor, I could easily be like, oh. yeah, but that's our culture. We're authentically honest. We give grace, speak truth and show love. And yeah. he was just being honest and vulnerable and transparent, authentic about, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, but you're making it hard because of some other, ex- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'd rather have that versus somebody that ends up quitting or, but, just, or just shuts down or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're just yeah. or not vulnerable yeah. to being able to just grow with you. Yes. And that's really what people are asking. So if you're wondering like what, okay, what is that D and just, what are you guys doing? Whatever. We are just open to growing and we are open to figuring out how to continue to be authentically us along the journey. We don't have it perfect. Yep. We don't have all the answers. We don't have the formula. Yeah. And it's just the fact of what we're saying is God, if we're asking you to use me, yeah. then that means that we have to continuously grow yeah. in what that looks like. And what that means and what you're asking of us. I agree. And so that's that. And that's vulnerable. Yes. And that's vulnerable and saying, I, I will literally tell our team, dang, that was on me. I messed that up. I, I made that mistake. I, I didn't do that the best. I didn't say that the best. Will you please forgive me? And we're teaching our kids that right now when they're apologizing and asking for forgiveness, it's like, I want them to look at each other and say, like, I'm so sorry I hurt you. I'm so sorry that that didn't I didn't say that the best way I did. I should have done that differently. And I think that when you can do that with people, it leaves a space for growth, safety and for you to be authentically you. And last thing I'll say with that is. You doing that, because I think what people think is authentic is, well, this is just who I am. Yeah. And I, I just know me that that's, that's a lie or a justification for it. It was, I just know who I am. I know me and this yeah. is what I do. And what that is, is I think there's a difference between identifying your feelings versus letting your feelings identify you. Ooh, that's good. And I think that being able to identify like, oh, I have a tendency to speak without thinking, or I have a tendency to shut down once I don't feel like, like whatever it is. Or I don't care what other people Or think. I don't care. Or I just... When mm-hmm. I'm hurt, I'm just going to, I'm going to put on a face and I'm going to just keep it pushing. I don't yeah. care. Whatever, like being able to identify that is, is a gift. It's a gift. But just accepting it and letting, well, that's how I feel. That's who I am. That's letting your feelings identify. That's not the, that's not authentic. That's, that's not immaturity. God. That's You're choosing yourself over God. That's idol- idolatry. Idolizing how I feel over who God's called me to be. Yeah. So, don't get it twisted. Yeah. But we love you guys. Thank you so much for just listening and just being a part of this journey with yeah. us. We don't have all the answers. This is all dialogue. Yeah. This is all us really allowing you a part of our journey personally and um, hoping that it blesses somebody listening and watching with us is just the fact that you know, 
if you might feel over church that we're just praying that you go back to his bride because the church didn't hurt you. People did. Yep. Man, let's stop lying about who we are. Let's stop living in this lie of authenticity. Let's authentically humble ourselves. Yeah. Be vulnerable. Allow people in and be become more aware. Yeah. Cool. Well, until next time, go love, live, and lead like Jesus. Love y'all.